Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Day. This is Matthew. And I'm Judah. I am playing with inflections. Yeah. That's a fun trick. How has your week been so far? Uh it's been good. This is the uh this is the only week of my unemployment that's like vacation. <laughs> because you were actually trying to find work before? Right. Yeah. That's stressful. It it can be. It is for me, it turns out. Well, you know what they say. Um wake up in the morning and ask myself, is life worth living? Should I blast myself? <laughs> All right? That's what they say. So yeah. if you can't find solace in that, then I can't help you. That's, uh, is it, that's hard, hard being poor? But even I'm, worse, I'm black. But even worse, I'm black. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stomach hurts, so I'm looking for a purse to snatch? I think you've got it. I think you... Something like that? I think you have, uh, I think you've taken this, and I think you've taken it to heart. I think you've learned a lot. I think everyone at home has learned a lot. I think this is going to be the best one and a half minute pod show that we've ever done. If everybody well, can hey. just just take this lesson and really find a way to apply it to your life every day. Well, that's the way it is. Some things will never change. Some things will never be the same. Things will never be the same. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. I got the wrong one. Uh, it's Green, all right. Greendale's the way it Greendale's is. Greendale's the way it is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that there are two versions of that that I like to make fun of. That makes uh, me happy that it's not just Hornsby, Bruce Hornsby, Bruce Hornsby. It's not yeah. just Bruce Hornsby. It's the it's the community version and the Tupac version. I'm I like that. <clears throat> How do you think Tupac even heard that song? I don't think Tupac heard that song. I think some producer cooked up that track and sent it to Tupac. And he just, they just did some rap bits over that. Like, he's not even involved in the singing of, uh, the singing of the chorus or anything. Sometimes he says, that's the way it is. I don't think he ever heard that song. So, some producer said, hey, this is a song about civil rights. Mm Mm-hmm. Can you rap some... get this shit in front of Tupac. Can we get this in front of socially conscious Tupac? I think he's socially conscious on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So, can you make sure he's in the studio on those days? Right, can we make sure Brenda's got a baby Tupac is around? Yeah, that's what we're looking for. I wanted to talk about how it's going to affect the whole community, if possible. Don't, um, let, don't let hit him up Tupac in. No, or how do you want it, Tupac? Keep him away. He is a menace. He'll even be a freak and let a girl get on top of him. And we don't want that. That's not what we want with this message that we're going for. So it's, uh, it's cute that that, that that was considered freaky. <laughs> Tupac might have been a virgin. I'm just thinking about it now. <laughs> Like, he might be like Captain Picard. He might have never did a sex. It's our Captain Picard theory. Probably be a freaking that you get on top of me. Like, well, nope. That's not that freaky. Tupac, that's that's real basic, buddy. I mean, you should hear about the things me and my wife do. No. 
No, please. That, that, that is so good. I already don't like when you use the hashtag hot wife. <laughs> Wait, have I done that? Yes. Oh, when was the last time I did it? When you posted that picture of your tweet on the A's billboard or whatever. Oh, yeah, I was trying to get on the A's billboard. And I got on the A's billboard. Yeah, no, you I sure mean, did. Um, Jumbotron. It's not really a billboard. Yeah, I should have said Jumbotron. Yeah, yeah, I got on that thing. I should be a studio musician. Come on, come on. I see no changes. Wake up in the morning and I ask myself, is my worth living? Should I blast myself? I'm tired of being poor and even worse. I'm black. My stomach hurts, so I'm looking for a purse to snatch. Cops give a damn about a need, bro. Pull a trigger, kill a nigga, he's a hero. Get it back to the kids who the hell cares. One less hungry mouth on the welfare. First ship him, don't let him deal with brothers. Give him guns, step back, watch him kill each other. It's time to fight back, that's what Huey said. Two shots in the dark. Now Huey's dead. I got love for my brothers, but we can never go nowhere unless we share with each other. We gotta start making changes. Learn to see me as a brother instead of two distant strangers. And that's how it's supposed to be. I can never take a brother if he's close to me. Uh. I let it go back to when we played as kids. Things change. Hey, that's the way it is. Uh, it occurs to me now that the biggest shame is that I think that is up-tempo compared to Greendale's The Way It Is. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's so true. So you couldn't cut them together easily? <laughs> You'd have... I mean, like, you could put them both on, uh, you know, you, you put them both on click tracks, but still. I would love to get that done, though. Can we get yeah. that done? Why don't you work on that? Because uh, that's a big. That seems like a big project. I mean, you brought it up though, so I did. That, your, that was my fault. You're like Wesley Crusher. You just brought that up in a meeting, and now I'm going to give that to you to run with, so you can prove that you're responsible. Yep. And ready, that's how the military works. Ready to be a leader <clears throat> at age 17 or whatever, 60, 15. At age 15. Uh, I love that they were like, oh, there's not enough going on here. Can we get a guy to come in and go, oh, oh, oh. Dude, that's one of Tupac's right. little homies. Like, just jump in right there with that. So you're going to let one of his little homies ride on you punk-ass bitches. Right? I, yeah. I don't even know why I'm on this track. <laughs> Tupac doesn't remember their names. It's not important. <laughs> I guess they maybe they hadn't decided who was going to rap there. He didn't, He wasn't going to go back and fix it later. It's just a, that's just some placeholder. I'm going to let placeholder rap on you little motherfuckers. Maybe yo, a homie named yo I guess I'm placeholder now. <laughs> it would be great if that launched someone's career. I'm from AEW jurors where plenty of murders occurs. <sighs> that old talk. Yeah. I, sometimes I <clears throat> I tell Marjan that she has to, she will have to be kicked out of California because she actively dislikes Tupac, the Beach Boys, the Birds. Uh, Sly and the Family Stone. You know, quintessential California acts. That's most. That's most of our good artists. You you got them all right there. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, though, right? Like, what? how does she feel about Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? Oh, is that a quintessential California act? Yeah, I feel like they were, they came up in San Francisco. Yeah. Um. You know what? I think she. I think she likes Tom Petty. Probably. Probably does likes. She like like all the wrong Tom Petty songs. Well, I though. think she likes like Traveling Wilburys era Tom Petty. Probably. I don't know anything about them except that I think Beavis and Butthead called them the traveling dingleberries. That's <laughs> that might not happen, but that's an easy joke to imagine. Yeah, that's neat. it. That's that's my entire traveling Wilburys knowledge. 
I was um <clears throat> I was watching the end of the Dewey Cox movie the other day because that's been doing the cable rounds. It's a good movie. I don't know why people didn't like it. I don't know because every time I see it on, I have to kind of watch the rest of it. It's one of those movies that I turn on no matter where I am in the film. And I was watching the part in the end where Lil, Lil Nutsack has cut together uh, Walk Hard with his rap song. It's his dirty rap song. Yes. And I actually genuinely enjoyed that track. Yeah, that's not bad. Like, I enjoy a lot of the music from that film, but even the rap Walk Hard mashup in the end of the movie, I was like, oh, that was pretty fucking hot. Where she's going to make him hard, and then in the back he's going, HARD! <laughs> from the from the dramatic Canyonero style end of the song Walk Hard. <laughs> yes. Shit, so good. I think I may have bought that soundtrack. I, Can that be true? Dude, I thought about buying it. The last time when I watched it, I was like, ooh, I should probably buy that. In fact, I'm just going to buy it now. You know, we're not doing anything. We're not busy. I'm I don't even right know. Well, what would it be under? Go to the iTunes. Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, original motion picture soundtrack. Something like this. Just type in some of those words together and see what comes up. <clears throat> Two shots in the back. Now Huey's dead. Poor Huey. Hmm. No? Nothing coming up on the iTunes? Nothing in my library. I really thought I bought that. Oh, okay. I'm looking in the uh, looking in the iTunes here. No, no. I'm, I'm sure it exists. Okay. All right. Good. Because I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it right now. Maybe I just did one of those things where I listen to the whole album on YouTube or something. I'm going to purchase it with money. That's how into this I am right now. Because I don't really do that. You're not a music buyer? No, not in general. Oh, yeah, here we go. Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. I don't want the movie, though. Original motion picture soundtrack, deluxe edition. That's the one. I don't care how many dollars it is. If you told me it was $150, I'd buy it. Well, you can enjoy the song. Hey, have you heard the news? <laughs> Dewey Cox Dewey died. Dewey Cox died. <laughs> I actually really liked that, too. <laughs> like, no, say it isn't so. <laughs> A lot of work went into that. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Okay, so you know Patton Oswalt's theory on movies? Have we talked about this before? I don't remember talking about Patton Oswalt in any capacity, okay, unless good. we were... Unless we were talking about that Key and Peele sketch where the guy's got a ratatouille. <laughs> no, we'll talk about that soon. He, he, um, he's he been very vocal about he doesn't like it when people criticize movies because every single movie that was ever made just took so much work from so many people. And his the example he likes to use is the movie Deathbed. The bed that kills. The, the horror movie about the bed where if you lay in it, it'll, it'll kill you and eat you or whatever. Right. And he was just talking about how, think of how many people it took to make the deathbed. And just how much work went into it and everything. Just the prop? Just the prop, the, the actual deathbed from the movie Deathbed. <laughs> and so he doesn't like to make fun of movies because he feels bad about all the work that went into every single movie. And um, I was going to say, think of how much work went into this Dewey Cox movie. And I actually liked that movie. But just but it just wasn't well received. Yeah, for whatever reason, people were, uh, I don't know, it didn't it didn't strike home like a, like an anchor man or something like that. People didn't, they didn't go for it. But uh, I'm going to buy it right now. Here we go. Purchasing. He's so... It's so traumatic for him when he cut his brother in half. That's right. That he goes smell blind. That's right, yeah. Well, his dad, you know, who claims the wrong kid died. 
Yeah. Um, finds out in the towards the end of the movie, spoiler alert, that it's a lot easier to cut somebody in half than he had previously thought. That's right. When he cuts himself in half. <clears throat> and his his mom danced herself right out of the window because of her vertigo. <laughs> That's right. That's a good film. I like that movie. If you haven't seen that movie, four people who listen to this, go watch that movie. Yeah, check out Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. It's uh, it's pretty good. I like it. Uh, you know, it begins well because one of the first things that happens is Tim Cox says about... I'm sorry, Tim, <laughs> Tim Meadows says about Dewey Cox. Dewey Cox has to think about his entire life before he goes on stage yep. as part of the framing device. And then in the end, <clears throat> I don't remember who's introducing him. It might be... um. Uh, fuck it, Pearl Jam guy. What's his name? Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder he might be saying that he's about to come on stage and perform his final song, which will encapsula- encapsulate his entire existence or his entire life's work or something like that. Yep. <laughs> so there you go. I purchased it. Everybody, I spent money on it. It's, it's it's loading up right now into my iTunes. So killed it. Uh, so you've been watching Community. Yeah. So of course. You know the professor who uh, sees the what the sees the day guy. Yeah, I don't actually know that guy's name in real life, but I enjoy him in most things. Yeah. So my first experience with him was in Dewey Cox. <laughs> that's right. He's the radio, or he's the uh, he's the record producer in the beginning who tells Dewey Cox that that's a bad, bad, bad. That's amore. <laughs> yeah. You want to just watch that movie for the rest of this pod show? Like, I mean, I kind of do just want to not do the pod show. I've got it on Blu-ray. I mean, I feel like it'll still be shorter. No, if we just just record the movie into the pod show, and it'll still be shorter than our Star Trek pods, so. That's true. (laughs) Even even counting the 13 minutes we've wasted, Mm -hmm. if we put that on. Uh, I don't have, like, a good, reliable way to play it into the pod show, though. Uh, This isn't a video pod? No, I'd have to load it onto my phone. Dog, I've got all kinds of cameras set up in here. I've had them for months. Where oh. is this footage going? I, man, I told you not to rent those cameras. Dude, where's this footage going, though? I don't think... Like, do you go around and hit record before you start the podcast? I did once. Oh, so has it just been recording for months? Well, I, now that I think about it... I've done some horrible things in here. It's probably out of space. Sometimes Hopefully. without pants. Hopefully it ran out of space before you did self-bedroom activities. No, dude, this ain't like film. This is this is going somewhere. This ain't oh, fi- you're like... just streaming it live to the internet? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was going to you. Someone in South Korea is just watching you? Oh, I hope so. It's an international audience. They like, um, they like shows where people eat. They like to watch people eat. Man, that's like... Did you know that about them? <laughs> I feel like that's one of my least favorite things to watch. Me too. Yeah, they call them mukbangs, and uh, you just you tune in, and someone like eats a soup or something. And I think I think they get like extra likes and hearts and things if they like slurp a lot. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know from you, experience. I don't know. So when ex- you just slipped a Pokemon name in there and thought I wouldn't notice, what <laughs> yes. do they call them? Squirtles. They call them. That's right. Charmanders. Charmanders sometimes. No, they call them mukbangs. That should be a Pokemon. Right? I think it is. It's an if there was a version. weed Pokemon, like, he he would be, his, his it would describe him as a smoking lamp. Wait, is there one that isn't, like, a really thinly veiled 
weed Pokemon. I don't know if there are any super 420-friendly weed Pokemons, but there's like There's like plant-based ones, right? It's like 750 Pokemons now, so... And some of them are plant plant Pokemons, right? There are a lot of plant-type Pokemons. Oh, I'm just Sorry, they're grass-type. Sorry. Exactly. They are grass-type. Just take a look and see if any of them are maybe weed Pokemons. You don't have to do that. It's not important. No, I'm looking right now. Okay. Um... <clears throat> I mean, there's shroomish, so but that's kind of a different thing. That's very different. That's that's freaky fungus. <laughs> it is freaky fungus from Red Dwarf. All comedy is referential here. I only reference uh, things. I mean, that's true. <clears throat> Man, none of these, none of these do look like real obvious. Weed puns. Okay, afterwards, can you look at the Digimons for me? There are only 85 grass-type Pokemon. That sounds like a lot. You just said only. There are only 85? Well, I mean, every... I feel like every series has a grass-type starter. And none of them... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, That's the pure grass-types. And you look at the half-grass-types. Oh. Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, are any of them part Naga, part Swayzo? Uh, Monster Rancher! That is Monster Rancher. Man, that... I I would play another one. You'd play another Monster Rancher? What I don't know is, what do you replace the CD mechanic with? Blu-rays? You know, I got like eight Blu-rays. You know, I'm just... DVDs? Regular DVDs? Those can still be played by these devices, right? Yeah, but it's like, even so, the era of people buying a lot of these shits is over. Audio or video tracks from one of your connected devices? Yeah, that's what it would be, right? Like, let me load up two words by Kanye West and see what kind of Pokemon that, I mean, I Oh, mean, I got the rare one that, that looks like Michael Jordan. That's right. <laughs> this was a magic type something, right? Yeah. Man. Boy. I gotta look up Monster Rancher monsters. <laughs> Were there any weed types of those? I don't remember any plant-based. I don't think that was a type. At least not when we used to play. I don't know. Um, oh, shit. Oh, dog, I accidentally loaded a wikia. That means the computer's gonna shut down and we're gonna lose the uh, pod, right? It's gonna explode, probably. Pod's going down. Sorry, everybody. That is the least optimized website ever. For, for, it's not optimized for any device. It's optimized to destroy your computer. Yeah. I don't understand... Who created Wikia and why they're evil? Like what happened to them in life to make their website so bad? I mean, they're trying to make money, but what I don't understand is why they have gone with such an aggressively evil strategy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What happened to them? What happened to their lives? Why are they bad people? Because I should be like, oh, sweet, there's a wikia about Monster Rancher, of course. Yeah, but you're like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, oh, no. I didn't I, mean I that. I clicked, and then I noticed it was a wikia. Yeah. I gotta get off this page. Why can't they just do what Wikipedia does, and every other week just bother us for donations? You know? And then we can ignore it. Probably because there's, like, six people using the Monster Rancher wiki. Oh, wait a minute. So each person who owns, like, each wiki needs to make money on their own? No, but I imagine, like, because a lot of people must go to the whole Wikia 
mother site. No, I'm sure most people go through Google searches, right? Oh, well, yeah, I guess. But you know what I mean? Like, just all of them combined. Right? Somebody owns Wikia, right? Yeah, Wikia. All right. So this is what I'm saying. So who cares about the individual sites? Okay, maybe only six people are on the Monster Rancher one, but, like, 16 people are on the Battlestar Galactica one. For example... Uh. I will say right now that that is a wiki I have never hit. There's there's no need. It's not, it's not nearly as good as my Battlestar I've actually done, done much more reading on the 1970s Battlestar Galactica. Oh, we're going to finish that soon. We are, um, we've been nine episodes in for the last six years. <laughs> and any time now we're going to cruise in there and knock out the rest of those episodes. Yeah, I my feel memory confident. of running across that shit on sci-fi is that it is not good. It's, it's not good TV. It's horrible, and it makes no sense at all. Like, they're running from the Cylons, who are trying to kill the last few people in humankind. But every week they come across another human colony that is just uh, coexisting with the Cylons just fine. That they've never heard of. Every week. So it's got, would you describe it as kind of a seven days problem? <laughs> yeah, like they, they didn't know they what to do. They exhausted the initial premise immediately. Yeah, they just started going. And had to keep making episodes. Ugh, I don't know, this time they came across a cowboy planet where everyone's like, a cowboy maybe? Sounds like a good idea. I didn't understand what was happening. I don't know why there were so many human colonies that they'd never heard of. But. <clears throat> maybe because it turns out there's a lot of constellations in the night sky? In In my head, it felt like we watched about 150 of them, but we only watched nine. They were brutal. I'm trying to think how far we got into MacGyver, because that is a show that we abandoned for sure. Marjan and I watched two MacGyvers. We watched two. No, the pilot doesn't really count, I think. Well, I'm counting it. We watched two, including the pilot. We watched enough to see Nana Visitor, I think. Yeah, she shows up there. Like, there's a hundred Star Trek people in MacGyver. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I don't know. You want to do, like, a mailbag or something? Yeah, we should. Mail. I mean, we have gotten some mails. Some mails here. Um, so, your, uh, your sex wife right. complained that we didn't read a couple of hers, right? Yeah. She, was, she actually reminded me many times. Many yeah, times. so there are two specific ones that came in uh, on September 30th that we didn't get in the last mailbag. Okay. Just because I started it after. I just always go to the tweet where we post our last episode and read anything that came in after that. Do you hear that, Marjan? He doesn't hate you. Gosh. No. Jeez. I don't. Uh, so uh, on September 30th, she wrote in to say, at brother date, and then all in caps, I need purple pens. Oh. Or maybe I need purple pens. Yeah, the all caps makes it difficult. But in response to the question, "Who needs purple pens?" Maybe. Yes, I was we did a very stationary talk right before there. Was very angry that Amazon wanted me to buy all these multicolored pen sets because I didn't understand who could use any of those colors that weren't blue or black. Apparently, hashtag strange cares. Hashtag grant writing. Why is she? Are grants? Are, are grant proposals handwritten? I don't know. Maybe they are. And in whatever color you choose. That seems weird to me. It's like, um, it's like a free writing exercise. You know? You can like, write about, do, like... You, do you send them... Is a grant proposal just written in a blue book? Yep. You gotta, you gotta write at least three paragraphs. 
Explain in three paragraphs why you should get this grant. Did you um, did you do blue books at Northeastern, or is that dumb San Jose State like leftover from the sixties? Nope, we still did them, even though that was in the aughts. <clears throat> like, what is the, what's the idea here? If everybody's writing materials are the same size and shape, it'll be real easy to stack them. Yes, yeah, stacking is the number one concern for TAs, I believe. It's like, what else could it be? <laughs> like, these aren't the same shape. I can't stack them with the other things that I'm trying to stack. My desk is a mess. Some of these people wrote on a legal pad. It's too long and it's yellow. So, yeah, we still had those. I didn't understand it. I thought by then everything should have been done on um, futuristic um, touch touchpad consoles. But I didn't appreciate at the time just how much I hate touchpad anything. Well, also, uh, I'm projecting back to when I was in college. The only touchscreen devices that existed when I was in college was at that one Arby's on uh, Stevens Creek. <laughs> they they adopted early. Uh, but like you had, you know, it's one of those old style touchscreens where you have to like hold your finger there and push forever. Yep, and then you and like lean into it to it, order your curly fries. There was a long delay as it flipped to the next screen. Yep. Yeah. But that was still yeah, cool, that, though. It's badass. Touchscreens sure did suck. About ten years ago, even. They still suck. I don't know if it's me or what, but I, I fucking hate them. I feel like nothing ever gets pressed that I want to press. And I don't have big fat fingers or anything. I will say, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Y this last week. Mm. And uh, the stylus on the 2DS works super good. I use a stylus um, on my Galaxy phone as well. Not one of the exploding ones. It's a different kind. No, um, you're not the type of guy, and I hope this doesn't strike you the wrong way. I feel I like it's about to now. Having a phone that's like like brand new, like right away style. Oh, phone. okay. Because I'm white trash, is that what you're saying? No, you're just you're huh? definitely not what I would call an early adopter. Oh, okay. So I'm um, I'm a horrible person. Is that what you're saying? No, you're a monster for sure. Okay, that seems fair. Well, look, technically I'm using this Galaxy S6, but I have a Galaxy S7 that I am going to switch to. I got it from work. And you're just sitting on it? I haven't got around to it yet. <laughs> I'm going to adopt it any time now. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I bet you probably do it right after we're done with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get right on it. Just like with the fervor and energy that I that I downloaded that Dewey Cox soundtrack. That's... that's... I'm going to be all over this. Uh, can I get a TV update before we continue with the mailbag? Oh, um, so someone is supposed to come out on Friday, actually physically come out, because that's how you have to work with software. You have to send out a person. To install a different firmware? Yep. <clears throat> that is the theory. I have uh, 0% confidence that this is actually going to go down as scheduled, just uh, based on dealing with this shit company. There's how how does your TV company have a local repairman? Here? I I I I don't remember now if it's public knowledge what I, kind of garbage TV you it, bought. It is not, and it will never be. And I uh, cannot believe that they do. I think this is just a stalling tactic. Yeah. Okay. So this is what it is is they have lied to you. Yes, I'm I'm very sure this is a lie. In the hope that maybe while you wait, their engineers can figure something out. Yeah, I think so. Because you're going to have to update it by the internet. Yes, well, that's what I've been saying to them. I think somehow I am a better engineer than they have. 
It's hard to believe. I suspect you haven't yet talked to an engineer. No, I haven't talked to anybody. They're the worst. Ugh. So the update is uh, everything's still in terrible soap opera mode. And by the way, I, I have not gotten used to it. Every time I turn on the TV, I'm horrified. Yeah, it's bad. And um, we're spo- I don't know. We'll see what happens at the end of the week. I assume nothing. I assume nothing will happen. Uh, yeah, I presume nothing will happen. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah. <clears throat> Technology. Continually sucks dick. Technology, dude. I downloaded that update. I wish I could go back in time and not do it. You couldn't even go back in time seven days at this point. Here's the thing. Oh, no, God, no. Oh, hell no. No, this is... I've had this for... Even if you could fly the needles, you've been stuck like this for weeks. Yeah, this is like 18 days or something. They don't have the fuel for that. Fuel? Was that the concern? I honestly don't remember. I think they didn't have enough fuel to go back farther than seven I don't days. remember anything about that show, and I presume all of the VHS tapes have been <laughs> overwritten. That's too bad. We should have recorded those. Like you would, wouldn't you be very surprised to discover that there were actual digital copies sitting around at PTEN or whatever successor company bought PTEN? Hold on, I'm, hold on, I'm googling it. Maybe that wasn't even a primetime show. Hold on, I'm googling it. I'm gonna see if I can buy it somewhere. Seven days DVD. Hold on, this is a listing from DVDRare.com. <laughs> it's all that right there in the name. DVDRare.com. Ooh. Oh boy. Every episode for 50 bucks, dude. It's only three seasons, right? Yep. Oh man, I, f- I kind of feel like this should be our next project. So that in like five years after we're done with the Star Treks, we should just do seven days. Some oh, Just God. some kind of seven days project. I am legitimately not sure I could watch 66 episodes of seven days. God, is that how many it is? That's so many. That's so many episodes. Because as we talked about, they ran out after six episodes. They were totally done. Just tapped. Every yeah. episode after episode six is a will they, won't they, with uh, that not very attractive Russian scientist and um, the very attractive Anthony <clears throat> Jonathan LaPaglia. Sorry about that. It's not, you're thinking of his brother again? No, it's not his brother, though the resemblance is kind of bonkers. <sighs> Boy, the uh, woman who plays that Russian scientist, uh, Justina Vale Evans is a British actress, life coach, author, and hypnotherapist, according to the top line on her Wikipedia page. Oh, that's so bad. That ain't great. That's so bad. (laughs) That's not a good description of a person. That kind of person should go away. Well, I don't think she's gotten a job since, so it's fine. It's cool. I mean, she guest starred in an episode of Highlander the series. My god, was Highlander the series... Was that has that been on since seven days? Uh, no. Okay. Let's good. see. She did six episodes hmm. of General Hospital in two thousand nine. What? And one episode of Cold Case in two thousand ten. So she basically hasn't had a lot of work. Okay. I'm. Yeah, I feel but fine. other than that, seven, seven days. Just life coaching and hypno, hypno, hypnotizing people. There we yeah, go. Yeah. Sorry. That Highlander the series was the year before seven days. Okay. All right. Apparently, she was in Jerry Maguire. I don't remember that, and that's, uh, I know that movie by heart. There's the part. As former girlfriend. There's the part with Jay Moore, and there's a part with Cuba. Cuba's in that. She did an episode of the X-Files. Uh, yeah, that's a bummer. That is a bummer when it, you just became a hypnotherapist. <laughs> and life coach, don't forget. And life coach. Life coach is obviously a real profession that people do. And go on to her website now. Oh, boy. You know, <clears throat> Marjan and I have been 
we feel bad sometimes for people who used to maybe be something and aren't anymore. This uh, We've been talking a lot about Mick Woodmansey. His name is Woodmansey. Dog. They called him Woody. They called him Woody Woodmansey. He was yeah, the yeah. Uh, well, you would. He was he was the drummer for David Bowie in the seventies, and uh, the dude fucking shreds. Like, um, I love a lot of the the drumming on on a lot of the tracks in the seventies for David Bowie. But now you can like hire him to do your birthday party for forty dollars or something. You go to his website and just like you can hire him to do stuff. Wait, what does he do at your birthday party? Just drum? I assume he just drums. <laughs> Maybe he drums <laughs> happy birthday. Is that possible? Even the best drummer, I feel like that would get pretty irritating. <laughs> I just feel bad. Like, how did he never get? How did he never get like swept up in somebody's weird nostalgia trip and get stuck on tour with somebody? Or like, why? What happened? Why he drummed on like seven David Bowie albums, and he's just—you can just hire him for way less than it costs to hire Peyton Manning to come to your birthday party, like way less. But Peyton Manning probably also made a lot more money. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I just, uh... Now, so I felt bad when you said you were going to go to her website. It made me feel a little bit bad. Uh, I mean, it's pretty bad when the fact that when you go to her website and it's actually the website of a whole counseling center in the Houston area. Oh, boy. Oh, no! Yeah. She got kicked out of, she got kicked out of her homeland. Yeah, she was born in Kuala Lumpur. She got kicked out of there, too. That's rough. Life coach. Ouch. And this is bad news. But on the other hand, it's not like Lapaglia has been up to much. Uh, what are you talking about? He's been in. Um... I, I'm not sure if I'm thinking of his brother again. <laughs> I think I've seen his brother in something. Oh, I'm sorry. In April 2016, Lepagli was announced as the host of Network 10's revival of Australian Survivor. Oh, and now I don't even know what to do with that. It, he's not Australian, right? Yeah, he's Australian for sure. He is? Yeah. Wait, the, the Lepaglias are Australian? Yeah, he's born from in uh, Adelaide. Huh. Shouldn't their terrible Australian accents, I mean, American accents have come out? Maybe if I went yeah, back I mean, his now. dad was from the United States. Because I find Australians to be the least effective. Because as soon as there is an emotional moment, they're like like a full Australian accent comes out. Are you thinking of the guy from House? Well, sure. But Marjan and I have noticed this over the years with many different actors and actresses. Are the guy Australia. who plays McCoy now? Ugh, yeah. He might be from New Zealand, I don't know. Eh, whatever. Wow, that's a mind blow. Lepagli uh, no, has actually had quite a bit of work. Well, there you go. He deserves it. He deserves I mean, it. He did a Bones. He did two NCISs. Oh, he's, get, he's guest star of the week. Burn notice. He's just guest star guy. Okay. Yeah. That's not a very good get either. If you're trying to like cast it, and that's that's who you cast. Here we got Jonathan Lepagli. I'm sorry, do you mean Anthony Lepaglia? No. I do not. I do not mean that at all, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, sorry, we were doing mailbag. Yeah, back to mailbag. This has uh, been a really depressing anyway. trip down a depressing set of memories. Um, what happened with those pens? Oh. 
<clears throat> well, obviously, I like the um, the the ball. What are they called? The uniball the gel. The gel. I like those better. You like the uniball Signo. Yeah. UM one fifty three. I like those better, and I actually I like the blue black and the black. I like them both. I think they're nice. But I have found that my handwriting is so bad that I think I'd prefer something finer. Oh, your handwriting is so sloppy that 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 fat, super fat line that it lays down makes it hard to read. The fat line is really satisfying. Like it's something so really soothing about it. It's like, oh my god, it's like it just keeps oozing and oozing. Just like just throw an ink. Yeah, everywhere, just like fucking skeet 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 all over the page. People still say that. Well, you do. Okay, um, but it just doesn't look very good. And what's most important about my lists of numbers that I make, sheets and sheets <laughs> of numbers, is how they're going to look at the end, aesthetically. So, maybe something So the finer. other pen I recommended has a very fine point. But I don't like it. Too fine? No, I just, I don't like it. I just don't like it. You can't do any better than that? I want something that's fine, but more satisfying. <laughs> well, okay. I want everything. I don't know what to do about this <laughs> this scenario. Uh, first of all, do you recommend signals... that I get a pack of Bic pens for ninety nine cents? Yeah, I guess because okay. obviously you're you're garbage. <laughs> your your wants and needs are garbage, so you might as well it's just all... go get a bunch of Bic crystals. It's all wasted on me. It's wasted. Sorry, I tried. Don't don't, don't even just get paper mate. Just don't even get Bic. Okay. All right. Wait, which one's worse? I don't know. I, I think because dad I loves those paper mate mediums. I think um, because I grew up with dad that I assumed Bix were worse because he had those paper mates. But I don't. But now that I think about it, whatever he has should be the worst. It's likely to be right. So he also liked a felt tip pen. How do you feel about a felt tip pen? Not so great. Do you don't like that they squeak? Yeah, I don't like it at all. Eh. What am I five? That's what I say to that. Uh, well, they make those uniballs in uh, smaller sizes. That's, that's what the, I was getting at, you son of a bitch. That's the widest they come. Ah, so you're, oh, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, you did know. You knew what to do. But you might tell me I can get a smaller might, one of those. You might like a 1.0 instead of a 1.5 or whatever this one happens to be. Okay. All right, I'll go back and look. Mm. But again, I really like them. I just, you know, it's kind of looks sloppy because of my my childish handwriting. That's all. But uh, so then needlepoint fountain pen with the very watery colored ink that I happen to have loaded up right now just would disgust you. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not with it. I'm not into it. But you can make such precise markings. Yeah. Like I can like I can mark down who I should redshirt in NCAA football 2007. Do you keep paper notes about who to redshirt? I have to. It's too much to keep track of. That's what I would use a Google spreadsheet for. Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. That's, uh... Deficient? Type stuff. I'm not into that. What I do is I will write some numbers and names on a page, and I will fill up a notebook like a real human would do. All day. Have you matured to the point where you label your columns? What? Why would I do that? (laughs) To let people know what I'm doing? It's a secret. Oh, we used to find 
so many completely inscrutable lists. They weren't inscrutable. I can tell you exactly. If you showed them to me right now, even if they were lists from 20 years ago, I can tell you exactly what they were. I'm sure that you could. Column by column. Because I know. No one else is supposed to know. It's where I keep my personal private thoughts. About baseball. Uh, Marjan also says, uh, FYI, TNG is uh, greater than TOS, but I will always defend TOS. Always. <laughs> this is some- She's a ride-or-die TOS bitch. This is something that happens with Marjan. Where she will say to me, somewhere, I'll be like, do you want to get some chocolate ice cream? And she'll go, oh, no. And I'll go, okay, so vanilla? And she says, yeah, I choose vanilla over chocolate, but I like chocolate. And I'll go, wait, you just sounded disgusted when I said chocolate. No, I mean, just compared to vanilla, I like I like vanilla better. But, but you know. But just start with a strong statement, like, like, oh, why don't I have chocolate if I can have vanilla? I'm like, oh, well, man, you fucking hate chocolate. No, I really like chocolate a lot. I like it. It's really good. I, I was going to say, uh, so the, her tweet finishes, also, Picard greater than Kirk for what it's worth. So her post starts with FYI and ends with FWIW. <laughs> That's right. So it seems like she may have a problem um, expressing an opinion without... Like, she may not feel comfortable expressing a strong opinion. Oh, those are without super using some qualifiers. sassy, sarcastic qualifiers. Yeah. FYI? That's how she said FYI. And then she said, for what it's worth. Meaning, you're dumb if you disagree. That's what I'm, that's what I'm getting out of it. I'm not, not 100% sure I do agree that Picard is better than Kirk. I think I would definitely rather serve on his ship. What? Kirk's such a cool boss, though. I mean, he's a cool boss. He's but... such a cool boss, dude. He's like, he'll banter with you, talk about old stories, like about ladies that maybe you did in the past. Yeah. He'll try his best not to kill you when you become evil. This is what I've learned in these few episodes we've watched recently. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Mm, might be more fun to serve with Kirk. Oh, it might be more fun. I just feel like you're just also just more likely to get killed. That's true. A lot of people die on the uh, original Enterprise. Yeah. Uh, so those are her neglected tweets. All right. So then jumping forward all the way to October 14th, uh, Ryan wrote in, I mean, I also like Lady in Red, but yes, it's Wicked Game. So this is uh, his favorite song written by a Chris. Yeah, I, I guess... We've now revisited this idea a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Don't don't like Lady in Red. It's not a good song. Is that? Uh, it's not Stevie Wonder. Is that a Woman in Red? Did Stevie Wonder do a song called Woman in Red? I just there was a movie. <clears throat> he did the whole soundtrack. Oh, it's Lady uh, in Red, yeah, right? That's what you're thinking of. Yeah, no, Lady in Red is a shitty song from the '80s by uh, Chris DeBerg or something. Okay. All right. Well, Lady in Red is a shitty movie from the 80s with a shitty soundtrack from Stevie Wonder from from the 80s. So, mm. that's the woman in red though. That's my mistake. Also on the 14th, Ryan wrote in at Brother Date, please enjoy my second favorite cargo plane Ooh. with a link to uh uh 55 high quality photos of the Lockheed Martin C5 Galaxy. Everyone likes a C5. I mean, you're not going to find anybody in this neighborhood Who's not a fan of the C5? Is this because we were talking about the C17 or something? Man, were we talking about the C17? I don't 
I'm trying to figure out because the way he said it made it seem like we weren't talking about that one in particular. That we might have been talking about another different one. I mean, it does. It does sound like that. Like, were we uh, talking Globemaster and not Galaxy? He could just have been trying to bait us into asking what his favorite one was. Oh, hey, Ryan. Don't care. Yeah. So, Doesn't uh, matter. I feel like we probably weren't talking about the C-17, because um, that is a subject that I have learned is not okay to talk about what? spontaneously. The C-17 Globe... Wait, hold on a second. Like, I, uh... I, I'm sorry, but I live with a woman where there is no way I could get her to engage in a conversation about the C-17 Globemaster. But the C-17 is remarkable in so many ways. It's a great aircraft. It's spectacular. Even the technology yeah. doesn't fascinate her? No. Wow. I mean, just no. Okay. All right. Well, her loss. No, she wouldn't want to talk about the C-141. Starlifter? Yeah. Like, this is, uh... I feel like I'm losing a lot of respect. I could maybe, on the best day of our relationship, get her to talk about the Hercules. Based on that Midnight Oil song? Maybe. <laughs> that be your... I think she's heard that song once. <laughs> That'd be how you'd enter that conversation. Yeah, but like, hey, remember that time we were driving to Vegas and I made you listen to Midnight Oil and you didn't really like it? <laughs> Do you uh, remember one of those songs you didn't like? I know you, you don't remember You know that song, it. Hercules, that's like... Look out, here comes the American military-industrial complex. Yeah. Fucking sinking South Pacific dreams, whatever that fucking means. Establishing hegemony in in South Asia. Yeah, because the the, the alternative would be so much better, Peter Garrett, you fucking asshole. Anyway, that's a great plane, and it's going to end up having a hundred-year service life. Yep. Like all the great planes we built many decades ago, (laughs) they're all going to last forever. Because the things we build now are fucking shite. God, why am I so curmudgeonly? Curmudgeon-y. Uh no one knows. No one knows. The it is hitting you me. hard and hitting and coming on fast for you though. Yeah, I think I think Kyle made fun of me on Twitter a few weeks ago when I asked why NFL players keep dropping the ball or and college players keep dropping the ball before they get in the end zone. And I think he made a sarcastic tweet at me about how kids are kids these days, something like that. I don't know. I um I did watch a bunch of YouTube videos of that happening though. It's I. Again, after it mostly just seems to be they have forgotten exactly where they are on the field. But like I'm, I mean, I I definitely saw one of a guy intentionally putting the football on the ground after he'd crossed the ten, like he thought he had crossed the goal line. <laughs> That's so far from the goal. Line. It's like real far. That's so far. <laughs> How can you not know your? I just just look for the pylon. Just look at the field, though. It's like the guy who who swears he he's wearing. His friends tell him he's wearing sandals, but he knows he's not. Especially in college football, where half the time the end zone is painted like checkers. That's what I'm saying. All In almost every situation, the end zone looks drastically different from the hash marks on the field. Like, just look down at the ground, though. You just have to make your touchdown celebration the one where you dunk the football over the uprights. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, okay, so... Like, I yeah, it's going to look bad when you slip and fall on your ass when you go for the jump. I don't remember ever seeing this happen one time until like 2008 or something when Deshaun Jackson did it the first time he did it at Cal. Yeah. <clears throat> it's that just casually tossing the ball away yeah. a step before you cross the goal line. Again, like that's the coolest celebration, which it is not. But it, but also, even if it was like a cool celebration, just be like, nah, I'm done with this ball. Yeah. You are demonstrating that you are in such a hurry to do your cool celebration <laughs> yeah. that it's not cool. That's right. Exactly. Like, clearly, you are you. You're really anticipating this move. Trying too hard. 
Yeah. yeah. So again, not worth it, right? Not worth it. Not worth the risk of doing that because it doesn't even look cool. And if it did, you'd be trying too hard. But okay, so I didn't even see this once till like 2008. And then what I would think is you would never ever see it again. Cuz that is a demonstration of how dumb that is. Like that is that is so dumb and uncool that no like one should it. ever do that again. You think it'd be the main thing on your mind as you were, like, when you realized, I'm going to make it into the end zone? Yeah. Would be, hand okay, the ball don't to do the, the thing. Don't do the one stupid thing. Yep. But instead, now I feel like I see it twice a week. Like, I see it all the time, where people will just casually drop the ball on the half-yard line. And you're like, oh. People are seeing that, and they're like, that's cool. I should do that. That's the coolest. So, you know what, Kyle? Fuck you. That that brought it back to Kyle. It's Kyle's fault. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I watched a bunch of those videos, and then I watched a bunch of baseball trick plays. Which I mean, it's just always the hidden ball trick. There's only one trick play. Yeah, baseball's tough to be tricky. I, I should actually. I tell a lie. There were a couple of other trick plays, which is mostly a fielder pretending the ball will come to him to fake out a runner. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I see it all the time. That's basically it, though. Something like where the second baseman who's covering the base on a stolen base pretends the ball went into center field, or. The, yeah, the only trick like, is, where is the ball? It's not here. That's or like it. a ball is hit and it's a pop-up or something, but the the runner hurt, like left before the ball was hit. Mm. So the second baseman pretends that it's going to be a double play right? to try and get the runner to come in and slide so one, that he can be doubled off after they catch the pop-up. One time I saw A-Rod pull a trick, and if anyone else had pulled it, they would have gone, that's funny, because it was A-Rod they decided that it was the worst thing anyone has ever done in baseball, where he was on second base and there was a pop fly and he ran halfway to third and shouted in the third baseman's face, I got it. <laughs> and then the ball dropped and everyone went, that is so sophomoric. Like what? Like he's disgracing the game. Like, what an asshole. And I just thought, man, if like, um, I don't know if Albert Pools had done that, they would have gone so savvy. So such a savvy <laughs> move by a veteran out there. He's got, uh, he had the presence of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, so you really only have to watch one baseball trick plays video because there's just, there's just, oh, I've named all of them. That's, right. that's all the tricks there are. Yeah, it's not a tricky game. See the ball, I hit mean, the ball. That's what they say. It's always funny to me when someone gets caught on the hidden ball play. It's kind of, I think it's even a little bit funny to them when it happens to them. Like they yeah, just kind of shake their head like, like well, oh, you got me. <laughs> I got got. Uh... On October 15th, Ryan wrote in, at Brother Date, thank you for the Halsey primer. Yeah. Oh, anytime. We're always read ready. Halsey's Typhoon. We're always ready to talk Halsey. Or just read any of the accounts of Leyte Golf. Yeah, there are some good ones. Well, what was that one? What was the one that Dad lent both of us about the Japanese Navy? That wasn't Halsey's Typhoon, was it? No, Halsey's Typhoon I lent to both you and Dad. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of then. Uh... No, I think there was one. Uh, there was one about... There was a Midway rethink. I, maybe it was the Midway rethink. But I think... Uh, that one was fascinating. I think I sourced that one. Anything that you can find that shows you some of the inner workings of the Imperial Japanese Navy in World War II is a fascinating read. Yeah. Because they were fucking up. They made some mistakes. They were fucking up. I and mean, they had... They... U.S. Navy made some oh, yeah. made some blunders too. Well, yeah, like Halsey. I mean, he's... we just had the ability to make enough ships that it didn't matter. Exactly correct. But and like we didn't run out of oil. 
there or are, planes. There are a lot of times where you get into like 44 and 45 and you're like, why it is baffling that they have not learned their lesson by now. Like it's like the decisions that they make in the Imperial Japanese Navy late in the war. You're just like, I, I know you can't win, but you are really just throwing it all away. Yeah, they're still trying to fight the Russo-Japanese war again. Yeah, it's... But I, this is like... Yeah. That was in 1905. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get into this. I... I'm not one of those freaks, okay? I'm not one of those freaks. I'm not one of those freaks. Mm. I'm not one of those freaks. Mm, okay, I just think I just think that Star Wars is my whole life. It's just it's it's best thing in my life. It's the best thing in my life. <laughs> just another syphil and Ollie. Um even ignoring that they should have learned the lesson that they taught us from Pearl Harbor. Right? Like just that battleships were no longer relevant, right? Just completely irrelevant. Yeah, relevant in no appreciable way. Even ignoring that, so many other lessons were were dealt to them over the next uh, few I years mean, that they really should have, by the end, had a better idea of what was happening. They after that know. point, the U.S. Navy did cross the T against Japan one time. Mm-hmm. The last time the battleships fought each other. Yep, and you know what? They didn't do it that much beforehand in the Age of Steel. They really yeah. didn't. Like, there were not very many battleship f- battles, ever. Like, five of them. They, look, so. they just had a collective 40-year boner for the Battle of Tsushima. I know. It went well, it went well for them, but they had to remember who they were fighting. Okay? Yeah, it went well. They sunk eight Russian battleships and lost three torpedo boats. Yeah. That's to... pretty, pretty lopsided. But they have to remember who they were fighting. I'm yeah, sorry. They were fighting is, the Russian Pacific Fleet. What is Russia's naval history? I think that's mm. it. That's their naval history. Says, there's too much ice up there for them. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, <laughs> they beat a nation that really has no business even having a navy. So Yeah, is... I mean, they, their navy was entirely concentrated on the side of their country where nobody lives. Yes. That's right. So, anyway. Let's just leave this. Let's leave it. I, okay. I, this will be a three-hour podcast. Uh, Ryan writes that he used to insist on blue pens. Now, in retrospect, it just seems pretentious. I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on it. I think that's why I was asking you. But I, I, I feel like blue and black are okay. Black, I think black is probably more prevalent, obviously. But I don't, I don't really know what the deal is. Uh, black, black looks better on white paper. Blue looks better on yellow paper. That's my personal opinion. I don't really write on yellow paper a lot. Uh, I like a legal pad. I like anything where you can tear a sheet off cleanly. But those come in white, too. They do, but... but So there are these legal... I wonder if I actually have one nearby. Hmm. Take a um, picture and put it on the website. There are these tops legal pads that have a really thick cardboard backing mm-hmm. um, that I like. Also, they're like... They're thick. They're like 100 pages, at least. So... Almost as thick as the Topps baseball cards from 1988. Yeah, it has one less P, though. Okay, all right. Does it come with gum? It does not come with gum. Does the gum that it doesn't come with taste like the baseball card? All right. Yes. Okay. Bubble gum. Ryan Sandberg. That's my... uh... Mm, Not Paylor Toff, the other guy. Oh, um... Oh, um... I don't know why I can't... Kivas Fajo. Kivas Fajo, of yeah, course. Yeah, don't, please don't talk about that other guy. He's not important enough. 
Everybody knows Kivas Fajo. Even Katie knows who Kivas Fajo That's is. What I'm saying. But for some reason, I had such a such a stroke there that I couldn't say Kivas Fajo. I could only say Pelortov, a character who's in one scene. It's really disgraceful, actually, that you couldn't remember Kivas Fajo. I don't even know how you're qualified to do a Star Trek podcast anymore. Last week, I could not remember the name of Luton's second in command, even though they said his name fifteen times. Oh well, that's me too. I don't. This it's... week, I was able to remember Pelortov. <laughs> you know what it is? That guy didn't have a Star Trek card. Oh yeah, that's true. Why not? Why did Pelortov get one? Dude, lots of no people got him that didn't make any sense. Darian Wallace no got one. In that, game, in that card game. If Darian Wallace gets one, it don't make no sense. Simon Tarsi's uh, got one. To close out the pen talk, Ryan wrote that he loves cross pens. Okay. Uh, and then says that uh, we weren't exaggerating. The conversation about pens is approaching 10 minutes. Oh, well, you probably went well beyond that. Interesting that I prefer roller to ballpoint. Well, that's a minority opinion. Uh, not that roller pens are better, that it's interesting. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, I thought he was catching up. That podcast feels like it was a long time ago. Well, this is from, this is from 11 days ago. Yeah, that's true. No, no, this was, that was our last mailbag. Really? Yeah, Pens was in our last mailbag. I feel like I've had them longer than that. I guess I've just really been enjoying my time, you know, time flies. And you got sweet Pens. Uh, on the 15th, you wrote, uh, at brother date, I apologize for all those things I said about at SJSU Spartan FB on this week's episode. They won in the trenches tonight. Uh, they have had a game since then, and they did not win in the trenches. <laughs> no, they didn't at all. Did you watch any of that? Yeah, it was humiliating. Oh, boy. It I was mean, very bad. To be fair, San Diego State's pretty good, but, but San Jose State really, really did not show up for that televised game. No, wow. it was a It was a disaster. They looked just so feeble. So impotent offensively. Just what... So this character guy sucks, huh? Well, he sucks, right? That's it. Yeah. I'm sorry. As soon as they say this he has had or seasons, season. How, what is this for character? He, he has. I mean, this team has had seasons in the last 15 years where they've won like nine games, nine, ten games. Like it is yeah. possible to beat the other shitty teams in their shitty conference. No, it's that is the truth. I mean, this oh, he's a is, local boy. He was from Morgan Hill. This team's going backwards. They get worse every game. Even if they're oh, not no. good. So he's actually had he's actually had quite a few seasons. His first season was the 2013 season. Yeah, dude. This is all based on the great work he did at University of San Diego, which is not even like a real NCAA team. I don't even think it's one double A. I think it's nothing. It might even be like NAIA. The Toreros play in the Pioneer Football League. I don't know what that is. I don't know what a Torero is. Is that arena football? I don't even know. I'm just saying, like... This is all based on success he had at a much lower level. That's an FCS football-only conference. All right, well, they're not good. Anyway, and I don't usually call for coaches really quickly. It's just if you keep getting worse every game, every year, every game, you're just getting worse and worse and worse. It's like... it's. It... Well, they went 6-6, six and six, then 3-9, and nine, mm. then 6-7. and seven. Okay, so there was a little jump last year. They made that they're bowl t- game out of pity. They're two and six so far this year. Yeah, they're fucking. But this yeah, year, that's right. Dude, you have to remember that they were five and seven. That's right. One of those is a their cure bowl win. Some of those teams didn't qualify academically or something, and so there weren't enough teams to to fill all the bowls. 
And even then, San Jose State was like third or fourth on the list, but a couple of the other schools were like, no, nah, that's too embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, like, we're not going. We're five too embarrassing seven. to take that pity bowl. Yeah. San Jose State, they know they're not going to get many opportunities. They were all in. Um, but you can see it. They're getting worse every week. Like, it's just like, they're a fucking dumpster team. Wow, Potter can't throw. No. So um, run with him. Reasonably convinced that I would be a better quarterback than him yeah. at this point. Well, certainly a pocket passer, for sure. Well, yeah, again, I'd be deep, I'd be deep in that pocket. Yeah. So just run with him then. Just I, why even pretend? Just yeah, there's no. just run a fucking flex bone or something. Who gives a shit? I think they just just let's just get some uh, get the triple option going. It's, I just anyway. none of these none of these Mountain West teams will have played against. Well, Air Force will have played against it, but none of the rest of these Mountain West teams will have played against it. College football has been rough this year. Only Navy is any good of the teams I care about, and Stanford is a garbage team, and San Jose State's garbage. So yeah. So anyway, after you tweeted that they uh, they won a good game, they they shit the bed. <laughs> I know. Uh, after at some point, Ben must have realized that we called him out on Twitter. Oh. Uh, for being such a such a heavy participant in our Star Trek projects, and he says, "Aha! So I've reached the level of garbage person too." Mm, you know what? Actually, what I think this is. I think this is based on you saying that he has his TV set up for soap opera mode and you had to change it. Oh. And I had, oh. and we had made the remark many times that if you prefer it that way that you are a dumpster person. And oh. I, at the time, I did think, oh, we just said Ben has it that way, but I didn't want to change what I was saying. Well, I, f- I felt obviously fine forgot that part of that conversation. I felt fine about it once you told me that he had his TV set up like that on purpose or whatever. Uh, yeah, sorry, Ben, that is the worst. <laughs> yeah. It's the pits, man. It's still causing me so much anxiety. I cannot believe somebody would just do it like that. Uh, then Ryan said he wanted to see our Star Trek spreadsheet. I have since shared it with him. Mm-hmm. I saw that um, went out over the tweets. Since our last episode? The last Star Trek episode? <clears throat> Nothing. Okay. I mean, there's like six tweets, but they're all about our Star Trek methodology. No. Yeah. Uh, ben wrote, gotta remember in the scores that the world building, etc. needs to be shit I like, not just based on effort. Yeah, because sometimes, like, I do appreciate the effort that goes into some of these episodes in terms of they're trying really hard to build some characters, but if you just hate them, you know, can't, can't rate them highly for that. You build shit characters. Uh, Ryan said, I kind of want to skip ahead to your breakdown of your favorite episodes. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a week... Where there are multiple good episodes. That's true. Yeah. First of all, I don't know anything about Enterprise, and I don't recognize most of these DS9 and Voyager uh, episodes by title. Oh, yeah, I can't name those by name at all. But, like, just scrolling through here, looking to see if there's ever going to be one where I like both the original series and the Next Generation episode. Hmm. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, there are so few that are good. So that's a tough one. Um, the the best one that's upcoming looks like it might be Balance of Terror slash one one zero zero one zero zero one, which is not a good episode, but it's funny. It might be, it might be unintentional comedy. It might uh, we might enjoy it just because it's so fucking garbage. I mean, it's got that great conversation at the end where Wrecker comes onto the bridge and admits <laughs> he was in love with a hologram. Just everyone. And Picard's just like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, Balance of Terror is a Romulan episode. Yeah, oh, there are only dude. a couple of those in the original series. That one's pretty good. If we ever get to season four of all these things, I cannot wait for you to enjoy how Enterprise is ruining Romulans. 
Oh, I'm sure. It's they all they do is ruin. It's a full time job for the Enterprise writers. What can we ruin in the Star Trek universe this week? <clears throat> I can't believe we're not done with that show. I feel like I've been watching it for fucking years and uh, years. Squire of Gothos and Home Soil might be interesting Oof. together. Boy, you know what? Home Soil, very problematic episode. See, I mean, sure, but also in a sort of an amusing way. Troy sends Riker to seduce the grieving scientist. Uh, she sure does. What? What? Ooh, so The Devil in the Dark, which is the Horda episode. No kill I. Matches up with The Neutral Zone, which is... Ooh, uh, okay. I mean, TOS is going to win that one. The Neutral Zone is a bad episode. It's not a good episode at all, but it teases it, that there might be good episodes later. Yeah, if you don't... Like, it does a lot of interesting world building. Mm-hmm. Assuming that you don't know that it never pays off. That's right, exactly, which we're trying to keep in mind when we do these. Um, so that one might be good. That is, uh, that's going to be in week, uh, that's going to be in week 25. Which is so. next year sometime. That's deep in next year, I next think. Next year sometime. Uh, I'm telling yeah, you, the only way we're going to get through... through these is if we do two a week, and I'm not up for that. Just oh, no, that's, I, I can't watch ten episodes I, of these shits. I'm not, not even two of those, like, just... Maybe one Star Trek and one regular pod, but I'm not. A, I can't do that. Yeah, I no, can't it's do not, that. It's not possible. Um, yeah. Uh, so, a muck time is always funny. That's uh, it's got the great combat music. So to paraphrase, um, Ryan, Ryan phrased it wrong. He should have just said favorite episode. Is that what you're getting at? Picked in a favorite episode because there'll never be uh, two of them. Yeah, I don't know that there ever will. Okay. Like, every time I see a, a TOS episode that I remember liking, it's up against some real garbage. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised. I don't remember a lot of the TOS, and I don't remember a lot of the Voyager, so... Maybe. You know. Yeah. I mean, probably not on Voyager, but maybe on TOS. Oh man, here is one that is probably going to be real garbage. Spock's brain goes up against the vengeance factor. Oh, Marjan is so excited. She loves Spock's brain. That is going to be a bad week in week 56 of this project. Okay, all right. We don't need to forecast that far ahead. We don't need to forecast 2018's podcasts. <laughs> Not important. 2018, maybe. Dude. Dude. Just doing the math? This project won't ever end. No, no, this it's is endless. It's impossible. It's impossible. Um, there are uh, there are 176 weeks on the sheet. Um, although week 176 would just be watching all good things. So conservatively seven years of this podcast. It's like I feel like marking the wins already for emergence, preemptive strike, and all good things. Yeah, can we skip it? Because there's no competition. They're running on a post. Um. Oh, fuck. All right. But it's lucky for them that they're running unopposed, because those are not good episodes. Emergence is New Vertiform City, right? Yeah. I don't even remember what Preemptive Strike is. It's the one where Robotry is Federation? God, is it? That's what I had in my head right away. I, I don't know for sure. Oh, spoiler alert, everybody. I shouldn't spoil things like that. That show from Rolaire and Court Martial, blah 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 blah, finds her loyalties divided, blah blah blah. Yep, yep, you named it. Killed it. I'm so great at these TNG titles, dude. Maybe we should cancel this project and just do TNG title quizzes. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan would like that better. He is all the time campaigning for more quizzes. Maybe we can just add that next next week, just as an addendum to our to our to our two hour pod. 
I don't know, because when he saw this boss spreadsheet, he responded, oh, wow. <laughs> well, you did. You did you. Yeah. You did I did you. a good spreadsheet. Yeah, it's quality. It's quality spreading. You spread real good. <laughs> nasty. <laughs> don't be nasty. Dude, I think somebody just proposed a trade in my fantasy league that is reasonable. That never I'm gonna, happens. I'm, no, I'm going to have to look deeper to see how this is not reasonable. Do you have to see how it's going to screw you? Yeah, because no one would ever do that. It's the least reasonable place. It's like you take the internet, which is a horrible place, and you just you really you, you just kind of boil it down a little bit. And you get the real unreasonable people are the people who make trade proposals. That's why you cannot play any kind of online game that has a trading element. No, cannot be done. Because you're just dealing with the worst garbage men. Um, this that's the end of the mailbag and uh, would be a good place to end the episode if I, I felt like we'd done an episode at all. No, we did. It was a mailbag episode. Yeah. It's the best kind. People get their feedback all in the show. We talk about World War II a little bit. Cap it off with some Star Treks. Did you have something you wanted to do? I did not. All right. <laughs> well. No, I mean, I was... I half, I half prepped a song that I was going to do, but it turns out it doesn't mic well with this setup. Mm. Is it by Uncle John? It is not. It is not Uncle John's No Turbo, or was No Turbo the album Final Rap Twin? Thank you. Uh, Get it right. I wonder if that's even in my iTunes. kind of like you're not even a real fan, which I'm starting to suspect. It's embarrassing for you. It's a bad look. I should. Because he's hot on the street. it's not in my iTunes, which means I can't even add it to my phone, which means I can't even play it, so let me... He's hot on the street, so why don't you just... Yeah, oh, people are going to want this Uncle John. Yeah. For sure. Anytime now. As soon as he releases a second track, it's going to be hot fire. I think. Yeah, we have been waiting for the rest of No Turbo for a long time. <laughs> just waiting for that groundswell, you know? Yeah. Waiting for the moment to be right. <sighs> I mean, I, I mean, I get it. Like, either he refuses to use Turbo on principle or he has run out of Turbo. I actually don't know. He ran out. What does No Turbo mean? He, you know? I mean, I talked to him one time. He told me it's, it, he ran out of Turbo. He's out of turbo. The final boss has infinite turbo, which is cheating, I think. That is hella cheating. It's not. How are you supposed to beat the guy with infinite turbo? <sighs> uh, cannot be done. I don't know. That's what Uncle John said when I talked to him. I'm glad that you... I know yeah. him. This is going to be so confusing for our dad if <laughs> a meteor falls on a computer in exactly the right way. <laughs> and it starts playing this. To make it so that he can never hear anything that we've said. Yeah. It would be. I mean, that's what it would take, right? Space intervention? I think so. Um, One of us could betray the other one. I think that's the only way, actually. Just an act of betrayal. I hadn't even thought about that, but you're right. That would... I mean, it's the kind where you would just be like, you'd be be killing yourself just just to kill me. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, it would be a real Pyrrhic victory for one of us to introduce this podcast as evidence against the other one. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Because then we have those new rules that we instituted. They're going to help us, I think, down the line. There's new rules about not talking about family. They're good rules. Yeah. If we can remember to do it. So, next week's another Star Trek pod, everybody. It is, and um, if you want to play along... Uh, you know, surprisingly, Ben has not sent in his what? his numbers yet. Oh boy! If you want to play along, next week we are watching The Naked Time from the original series. Yep. 
The Last Outpost from The Next Generation. Classic. Babel from Deep Space Nine. Also a classic. An episode of Voyager called Phage. No idea what that is. That's P-H-A-G-E. And an episode of Enterprise called Unexpected. What would be unexpected is if it was fucking watchable. Yeah, if it was TV. If it even seemed like TV. Yeah. Uh, so, I uh, watch those if you want to play along at home. Um, if not, you can just listen to us ta- tell you how they're all bad. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Just varying degrees of bad. Uh, you can tweet at us at BrotherDate if you want to be included in our next mailbag episode. Uh, Ryan, uh, I didn't read one of your tweets and you know why. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. All right. Next all week, right. everybody. Peace. Bye. How many days? How many years? Probably likes, she like like all the wrong Tom Petty songs. Well, I think she likes like Traveling Wilburys era Tom Petty probably. I don't know anything about them except <laughs> that I think Beavis and Butthead called them the Traveling Dingleberries. Please subscribe.